Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Neo Starling, and I am back here with another podcast. Let's do it. I grew up in a place where they told you what to chase, told you how to run the race. Every move was on the page, but I didn't like their way. Had to fight and misbehave. Had to find a way to change. Had to leave to find my way. Caught up in a daydream. I be in my mind up there almost daily. It's how I pass time, no opinions safely. It's how I understand what I want in this place. See, cause everybody wanna tell you bad things. What could go wrong? What fame brings, but success is a finicky thing. And if you ain't sure, no, it'll never be. I don't wanna let myself down, myself. Your boy is Bizak. Let's do it. Neo Starling has returned once more with another podcast. That's right. Big Brother Neo's podcast to be exact. Now, I want to preface this by honestly saying that I actually recorded this podcast earlier today at the park because I figured it'd be nice to have a change of scenery, especially with this particular topic. I felt that it was important for, I guess, mental health purposes, but for some reason or another... I didn't have my equipment set up the proper way, and I had a tiny lavalier microphone that picked up too much audio that I can't really fix posts, unfortunately, which is very unfortunate, actually, because I thought I had some good material. But that's okay, because with every lost opportunity, there comes another one. There's always another day. There's always another step to be taken, and that is what we're going to do. So we are not going to cry over a spilled podcast. We're going to continue. And we're going to talk about energy vampires. Yes, as you've seen it in the title, we're going to talk about energy vampires. What is, in fact, an energy vampire? Now, before I get into that, if you like this content and you feel like you're gaining any value whatsoever from this, please feel free to like, comment, share, subscribe. I'm all over social media. Just type in Neo Starling or type in Big Brother Neo's podcast. You will find me on one of these social media platforms. Now that I've shamelessly plugged myself in, let me continue with today's topic, energy vampires. Now, some of you have heard this before, right? Because I always like to start off with an example before I go into actual details on what I'm actually speaking about. Okay, have you ever been around a particular individual that just seems to bring you down? You know, like every time they're around you, you kind of feel sad or don't feel motivated to do anything or... Perhaps you were fine before they even showed up, but now somehow their presence has caused you this sort of discomfort, this existential dread that you don't know why it's happening and nor do you even know why they have this type of power over you, but they're there and they exist. And because of this, you can't seem to get anything done or rather you can get stuff done, but them being around causes you to not function as a proper human being. Yes, that is an energy vampire. So we're going to get into some examples of what these are and what you can sort of do in order to circumvent this unfortunate tragedy that has befallen you. Now, we're going to start off with the first example of energy vampires. Now, let's say you're in a partnership, right? If you're married, you just started dating somebody, you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case may be, we don't judge here. It can be anything. Now, 
if your partner brings your energy down and maybe you've been with them for a long time and you told yourself, you know what, I'm going to take that next step. I'm, I'm going to get rid of them because I have to for my own mental health, because if I don't, these people are going to bring me down into the abyss with them. And I don't want to be in the abyss. I want to rise to the heavens like a phoenix, you know, coming back from these ashes and recreating yourself anew. But you can't because every time you try to do it, these people just bring you down. So let's say that you finally build up enough courage to just say, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And you want to take yourself out of the situation. Now, it doesn't mean that they're a bad human being. It just means that they no longer serve you in the sense that they're not good for your mental state of being. You know, they affect you in such a negative way that you can't see yourself functioning with them. Now, what are some techniques that they can do in order to sort of sabotage you, right? Now, if your partner threatens to, I don't want to say the actual word, so I'll say a different word. If they want to delete themselves, for example, right? If they choose to delete themselves and they tell you, I'm going to delete myself if you leave me. No, don't accept that. That is emotional manipulation at its strongest. And you want to completely distance yourself from that because quite often there are empty threats. And you know what? Let's, let's keep it 100 here. It's not your responsibility to dictate whether another person decides to stay within this plane of existence or not. They have their own lives to live and they have their own choices to make. That is manipulation at one of the highest levels because now what they're stating is that in order for me to continue living in this reality, you have to basically succumb to me and my emotions, my impulses. Don't do that to yourself. You're a lot better than that. No, no, no. Don't allow it to happen because now what's happening here? Now you feel guilty. Now you feel that in order for you to continue with this person, you have to kind of hold their hand, right? You don't want to do that. Why would you put yourself in that situation? It's unfortunate if it doesn't work out, but the last thing you want to do is bear that burden, that responsibility that is not yours, right? So what do you do? As hard as it is, you leave. And I'll tell you this much. It's easy for me to sit here and talk in this microphone that I bought and tell you that, you know what? Just do it. Because realistically, I'm not in your shoes. It might not be that easy. You might have history. You might have children. You might have purchased a house together. There could be a plethora of different reasons that you don't want to sever this connection that is essentially toxic if you really stop and think about it, right? You don't want to do it, and it's easy for some guy on the internet just to tell you to do it. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. But just know that the longer you stay in this situation, the worse you're going to make things. Sometimes it's better to let things go versus keeping them going, knowing that you're both going to be unhappy inevitably, which will happen. I'm going to get to another example because I think I harpered on too long about this particular situation. They always bring down the vibe or energy in social gatherings. Now, what do I mean by that? Let's use a bar or a lounge, for example. Let's say you're with a group of friends and you know, you're know you having a good old time. You're having your drinks. You know, you're discussing things about the past and whatnot. And then suddenly one person or a group of people show up that are energy vampires. And now this former fun that you were having has gotten zapped out, right? It's sort of a Debbie Downer. Have you ever heard of the concept of a Debbie Downer? It's someone that just brings the mood down everywhere they go. And they might not even be doing it intentionally. Sometimes it could just be the fact that their frequency isn't vibing at the same frequency that you are in at that current moment. Case in point, if you've had a couple of drinks and you already these people aren't going to be at that mental level that you're at. You're already at this point where you're feeling inebriated. You're nice. You know, you might want to 
hit on somebody or whatever the case may be. It doesn't matter. Wh- whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter. The point is just that these people are affecting your mental state of being because their energy is bringing you down because they have other things going on in their lives. Maybe you know they're going through like a divorce or maybe somebody in their family passed, which is unfortunate. And if those type of things happened, then you're kind of a jerk if you don't support your friends, right? So you try to invite them out. You try to bring them in places where you can sort of liven them up a little bit, right? You want to restore some of what was once lost within them, and it's difficult to do. But you can only feel bad for somebody for so long before they start to be emotionally manipulated with you. You know, like maybe they liked the attention. Maybe they figured to themselves, hey, I never got this much love before, you know, this happened, right? So now I'm going to put myself in a state where I know that if I act like this all the time, I'm going to get this attention from all these people. But it's the wrong type of attention. You don't want that attention. Why? Because people aren't going to want to be around you. You could have like lost your job, for example, right? And let's say, you know, it's unfortunate. If you lost your job, that sucks. Maybe you have friends and family that can help you out. And if you do, that's great. That's a great support system. And you should actually encourage and cultivate those type of relationships and friendships. Because if you don't have a single person in your life that can help you out when you're down and out in your luck, that's that's unfortunate. And maybe you need some new friends if that's the case or family members for that matter. But the point is you could only keep yourself down for so long before you start to stink to people. You know what I'm saying? And don't become a takeaway. Don't put yourself in this perpetual state of dread because you're going to put other people in dread and then they're not going to want to be around you. You're going to be a, a mood killer and nobody wants that. Again, there's a time and place for everything. But just recognize that, you know, and don't let people take advantage of you. And another thing is uh, they tend to be socially awkward and don't have many social connections. Social acuity is extremely important and you should be able to go out and make friends with people. You should be able to make connections and network, not just in work, but in your own personal life as well. Because let's say, for example, you have an extremely extroverted friend, right? Like they're really cool and People want to hang out with them all the time and, you know, they want to hang out with those people as well. But you're the person that's always sort of to yourself. You know, you're extremely introverted by nature. That's just your personality trait. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Just first and foremost, I want to say I I know a lot of introverted people and I've even been told just to go on a side tangent here that I tend to be an introvert that's forced into extroverted situations, which is kind of true in a way, but At the same time, it's easy for me to act like I'm an extrovert, but in reality, I'm here in my house recording a podcast, right? So I'm not physically interacting with anybody right now. You know, uh, cultivate those social connections. You know, if you have difficulties doing it, there's a ton of different things you can do and ways where you can create those connections in order to like to to build that foundation, right? Because if you don't build these connections, you're always going to end up relying on the same people. And if they can't be there for you at that particular moment... You're going to feel a certain way about it. I'm going to get into actionable steps that you can take because we haven't gotten there quite yet, but we're going to get there in a minute. But what I want to talk about now in particular is to recognize these energy vampires when they enter your life, right? So that's what we're going to do first before we get into the second part where, you know, we're clearly going to go into actionable steps. They push friends and family away because they tend to mentally drain others when they're around. I guess I covered that, right? It's a bullet point that I have here because I don't write a script. We don't do scripts on on Big Brother Neil's podcast. We just sort of speak our minds, but we do want to articulate and sort of gather our thoughts together. So what we do is we we do this. You know, we take some bullet points on this MacBook here uh, that you can't see. So (laughs) I guess I kind of covered that in my previous point, right? Uh, So the next one that we have here is they try to make you feel sorry for them. Oh, 
this one is extremely insidious. When they try to make you feel sorry for them, that's one of the worst things someone can do because they know what they're doing. They know how to pull at your heartstrings and manipulate you in a way in which if you're really close to this particular individual that does and is an energy vampire, it's no bueno. You want to avoid that at all costs. Don't do it to yourself. And it sucks. It really does because they could be a close friend. They could be a family member. And, you know, you might care about them with all your heart and soul. But if all they try to do is make you feel bad every time they're around, that's because they need that. You know, they they need to be able to absorb some of your dread now so that they can feel a little better because they've made their identity being a victim. And that's the last thing that you want. And you start to recognize it after a while because you can only feel bad for so long before you start seeing what's going on here, right? So let's keep it 100 here. Don't allow people to constantly give you, you know, the pity party. You know, the waterworks can only work for so long before, you know, you're just kind of over it and you don't want to hear it. You know, because if, if you don't take any actionable steps, which I will be talking about in the second part, then, then what are you doing? You're not helping anyone. You're certainly not helping yourself. But with that said, I'm going to take a tiny break. And when I come back, we're going to get into the second part in which we talk about steps that you can take. I'm going to try to differentiate this from my last video because I could sound like a broken record sometimes. In which case, I'll be right back. See you soon. Losing time, I'm fading fast. I just want to make it last. Try to let go of the past. I close my eyes, embrace the blast. Sleepless nights and headaches stack. Restlessness to hell and back. What's my purpose? What do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack. And sometimes you just gotta believe. There's something that'll give you relief. There's something that'll have what you need. What you need We're broken, it's tragic We're not all elastic But maybe there's magic Believe you could have it And I know of sadness The anxious and panic The infinite vastness Of all that is blackness everybody i am bizak we're gonna have the second part right now i just needed a moment to take a breather i didn't even drink any water i probably should have it might have helped me but i didn't what can you do right <laughs> it is what it is what it is now with that said we're gonna get into the, the second part right so i've basically broken down in the first part what an energy vampire is and the negative effects that they can have on you and how they affect your your general well-being when you're around them and it's unfortunate, but fear not, because if you do have an energy vampire in your life, 
I don't want you to just completely crap on them and tell them that, you know what, I want you gone because you're no good for me. Neo said you're no good for me. I don't want that kind of attention nor hate. There are actionable steps that you can take. And if you're a really good friend to this energy vampire, you can try to help them out with this. And if it doesn't work, then you've done your due diligence. And if you have to walk away, it is what it is. But with that said, uh, the first one is going to be to take a step back and evaluate who you are objectively. Now, what do I mean by that? This isn't for the person helping the energy vampire. I'm going to say EV, right? I'm going to say EV from now on because saying the full word can kind of be a lot sometimes. So I'm going to say it one more time because usually when people are listening to a podcast, you might be driving, you might be cooking or cleaning. You could just have me on as background noise to fall asleep, whatever the case may be. I know I have a soothing voice. So you take a step back and evaluate who you are objectively. Now, if you're at an EV, this basically means take a long, hard look in the mirror, right? Because one of the biggest issues that I think we as people have in general, this isn't just for EVs, but this is just us as people. We tend to view ourselves as these ethereal beings, right? Like we're perfect. We're completely flawless and we can never be wrong about anything because it's society's fault. It's not our fault that we are the way that we are. No, sometimes there is stuff that's wrong with you. Sometimes there is stuff that's wrong with me. I've had to do a lot of internalizing and introspection in order for me to figure out what it is about me that can be improved because realistically, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I got a lot of work to do. And you know what? So do you. With that said, take a look. Seriously. This is a really good example, right? So you ever turn on your cell phone and you know your front-facing camera, the one that just like looks at you directly, when you turn it on by accident, you kind of look at yourself and you're like, oh, <laughs> now, if you're not a 10, you know, let's say you're like a, a sub seven or five or whatever the case may be. You just look at yourself instantly. And you're like, oh, my God, you know, why do I look like this? That's kind of the same thing, right? Because you had to actually really look at yourself to see what you look like. Now, you're going to do this more on a metaphysical level, right? You're going to actually internalize this and really view who you are because we're not perfect. There's many things wrong with all of us. And we have to actually take a step back and look. Sometimes write it down, whatever the case may be, but you have to really look because there is something wrong and there is something that is not vibing with the rest of society. Okay. Now, another thing you can do, and I always say this work out, but I'm not just going to say, oh, if you work out and you get these gains, you know what I mean? You're going to get everybody. No, 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 no. Because working out isn't easy for everybody. Some people don't have the energy. Some people don't have the capability even of joining a gym. You know, you have very unfortunate people in this world that can't even pay for like a ten, uh, $10 membership at, at like a Planet Fitness, right? So what would I tell you to do? Baby steps. Remember, the most important step you are ever going to take in your life is going to be the next one. One step at a time. One task at a time, right? So if we're going to talk about steps, let's literally talk about steps. Let's talk about walking. Walking is free. You don't need anything. You don't need a membership to walk. You don't need to have prior experience in walking. You just need to walk, right? Now, let's say you're a particularly heavy individual, right? And, and you know, you're not only physically being weighed down, but you're emotionally being weighed down as well because, you know, you have some self-improvement to do. If that's the case, just walk. Walk for like five or ten minutes a day, right? Start off simple. Baby steps. Because why would you want to put yourself through a really difficult process right away. You won't do it. Most people will give up right away because it's too difficult. So now let's say you walked 10 minutes a day for a week, right? 
if you walked 10 minutes straight for a week, then increase it to 15 minutes and then 20 minutes. Gradually, you're going to increase it to 30 minutes. And once walking becomes second nature to you, you might start feeling a little better. Maybe you went out in the daytime and you let the sunlight hit your body. Now, when you let the sunlight hit your body, you're starting to feel a little better. You're getting chemicals in your body that you weren't getting before. You know, you're, you're establishing a routine. People need routines in this world. So if you got that down, you know, you might want to try biking next. I wouldn't say running right away because running can be difficult for most people, even me. Um, but hey, maybe bike. And if you don't have a bike of your own, you could always rent like one of those city bikes or, you know, if you do uh, go to the gym at this point, maybe get on a stationary and just like put on a podcast or put on like a Netflix show or something that you could put on that's going to entertain you while you're moving. Because now what you're doing is just that you're stimulating yourself on a psychological level and on a physical level. So you're, you're giving yourself a nice cure right there because fitness, believe it or not, and I know I stress this often, but the reason that I say it is because it's true. Fitness could help you with a lot of chronic issues that you have in your life if you actually just take the time to really take care of yourself. So now that you started doing this biking, maybe you want to go running for a bit or, 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 or maybe it's time for some weightlifting, right? Start lifting weights little by little. Strengthen your frame. Strengthen your, your skeleton because what's going to happen now is that as you build this muscle in your body, you're going to start to feel a whole array of different emotions. You know, your confidence level is going to go up because maybe people that you know, didn't give you a second look, we'll start to actually look at you. And people want to be acknowledged. Let's keep it 100 here. Everybody wants to act like, oh, it doesn't matter what people think about me. Or, oh, it doesn't matter if people think I'm attractive or not. Yes, it does. Of course it matters. Let, let, let's stop the nonsense. Let's stop pretending that you're this super virtuous person that is selfless in every way, shape, or form. No, that's not true. We need to be acknowledged sometimes. Sometimes we want a compliment. You could stop something horrible from happening with something as simple as a touch, a hug, you know, an acknowledgement, a verbal affirmation. All these things can help bring you back from the brink of despair. Okay. So never underestimate the power of communication. Never underestimate the power of getting yourself in better physical conditioning. Because once more, and I've said this before on my podcast, when you get yourself in better physical conditioning, it helps you psychologically as well. Don't think that it doesn't. Okay. Anyone that tells you otherwise is lying. Okay. Don't listen to people that aren't actually taking actionable steps to help themselves because those are going to be the people that give you the worst advice in the world, all right? Um, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, write everything down, pros and cons. Yes, you have cons. We all do. This kind of goes back to my first point about taking an objective look at yourself, but this time what you're going to do is you're going to put pen to paper, right? Now, what ends up happening is, is that when you write something down, you're physically manifesting and projecting your existence onto something completely outside of you, which is a piece of paper at this point. It's better than typing in a computer or texting it on your phone because you're actually using your own skill of writing to put this down. So there's an energy to that. There's a power to words. And we have to use them in order to put ourselves in a place where we want to be. So if you write all your pros and cons, you know, you could you could whack yourself off a little bit and be like, all right, you know what? I got all these awesome pros. But then when you start looking at your cons, you're like, oh, damn, you know what? I should probably work on these. And yes, you should. You certainly should take a look at all these cons because you have them. They do exist within you and tackle them one at a time. Again, don't think that you have to knock down all these cons simultaneously because that's just impossible. You're going to go back right into your old ways. No, no, no. Take one thing at a time. I would even argue to take out 
the most simple con first. Don't go for the most difficult one. Go for something simple. Because once you do one thing, it becomes a habit. And then you could do the next and so forth until you've conquered your cons. Or at the very least, mitigated them to a point where you can exist as a human being, right? So once more, write things down. It's important to project your existence onto a piece of paper. You need to be able to see the way you write. You need to be able to see if your handwriting is sloppy, if it's neat, if it's squiggly, (laughs) you know, whatever the case may be. These things are important, right? And I will say this last thing before I stop this podcast because I've been going on for quite a while now is find a support system, but actually be willing to listen to your support system. Now, one thing that we often do as people is that we like to believe that we know everything and We don't want to take a helping hand when it's being offered to us. If you're doing the same thing every day and it's not working and all you do is spend your time complaining to the people that you care about but won't take these actual steps or advice that are being given to you in order to change your life, really think about it. You're doing something wrong. Something is not working. That is the very definition of insanity is to attempt the same thing again and again and again and expect a different result. You're not getting one. Something is wrong. So you have to have that support system, but you also have to listen. If you don't listen to the people that are doing better than you, you're doing something completely wrong. Okay. I'm going to say that again. If you are not listening to the people that are doing better than you, that can actually give you real advice that can help establish and bring you back from the brink of despair, you're doing a disservice to yourself and to the people that actually care about you. Okay. I'm being really serious about that. I have to stress that out at this last point because It can and often does get frustrating when you try to give advice to people and they don't want to take it. You just get upset because you're thinking to yourself, what is the point? Why am I even trying to help this person if all they do is tell me their sorrows, but they don't actually want to listen to anything that's being said? Okay? If your best friend, if your girlfriend, if your boyfriend, if your brother, sister, whoever the case may be, if if those people are doing better than you and they're telling you, hey, maybe you could try to change this one thing, you know, like, again, always... One step at a time. Don't change everything cold turkey. Most people won't be able to do that. But if you don't take one thing that you can get out of these people, out of this support system, and you can't actually listen to what they're telling you for your own development, for your betterment, you're doing a disservice to everybody and yourself. And then no one's going to want to be around you. Uh, Thanks for listening to this rant of mine. I just wanted to talk about energy vampires briefly because, you know, these are things that I see a lot. And it really pisses me off when... You want to help people and they're completely unwilling to take your help. And this isn't anyone like personal in my life. I'm talking about just in general because I see it happen every day. So, again, be willing to take constructive criticism. Be willing to objectively look at yourself. And most important, be willing to make a change. Because if you don't make that crucial and vital change in order to better yourself, in order to better your life and for those around you, then you can't be surprised when everybody walks away from you. With that said, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast once more. Uh, you can just catch me on the internet if you type Neo's Corner. Not Neo's Corner. That was my old podcast. If you type in Big Brother Neo's podcast, you'll find me anywhere on the internet. Check it out if you feel like you gain value from this. And spread the word. Word of mouth is a good way to get this content out. Thanks for listening to me ramble again. <laughs> once more, um, it's never too late to be who you could have been. Respect yourself, respect those around you. And with that said, you're all awesome. And don't ever, ever let anyone tell you different. Signing off.
been a place where they told you what to chase Told you how to run the race, every move was on the page But I didn't like their way, had to fight and misbehave Had to find a way to change, had to leave to find my way Caught up in a daydream, I be in my mind up there almost daily It's how I pass time, no opinions safely It's how I understand what I want in this place, see Cause everybody wanna tell you bad things What could go wrong, what fame brings but Success is a finicky thing And if you ain't sure, no, it'll never be I don't wanna let myself down, myself Something more, take a chance It could be possibly my last dance